Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Join us each week as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. I'm Andrew. Cheers. Cheers. And drink. Mm, excited for this one. <laughs> well, you're so excited, I have to reveal, you might have already <laughs> downed one. <laughs> Basically. While we were just talking, getting you know some of the prep work for this. It's just orange juice, Mark. It's not just orange juice, Andrew. <laughs> it is a mimosa. <laughs> and there is more than orange juice in there. That's true. So, sorry. But it is. I mean, it is delicious. Oh, God. I mean, of course, I'm partial because champagne is already one of my favorite things. But if you add a little sweetness to it, and then the color, and then it's excused to have it early in the morning, it's kind of a full package. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the full package of, of drinks out there, right? That that they're missing a marketing opportunity right there. Yeah, it's the all day drink. The all day drinks. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you are going to do day drinking, um, I mean, there's really only kind of two drinks that I can think of off mm. the top of my head that if you're going to day drink, you can easily get away with. Mimosa is one, which we're talking about today, mm-hmm. and a Bloody Mary yeah. is the other. I mean, I, can you think of any other? Uh, so I will say, not that we're getting off topic, but I will say there's something called the Caesar in Canada, which oh. instead of just tomato juice is Clamato juice. Oh. So it's clam tomato juice. And that is also in Canada, very, very f- similar to a Bloody Mary. Okay. And they have it all the time, all summer long. Okay, nice. So I don't know about the bacon element, though. You don't have some... Well, then they bacon. would put Canadian bacon in that. Of course. Then they'd have <laughs> Hello. Canadian bacon. What do their mimosas have? No, I'm just... <laughs> um, but anyway, so it, it's a... it's There's not many... I mean, if someone sees you drinking a beer mm-hmm. or a scotch or something at, at you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, you, you're going to get a, an interesting look. You're sipping a mimosa. Everyone's like, they're down with that. They're having a good day. Yeah. Right. Good for them. Yes. All right. So what is a mimosa? I guess maybe we should start there. Yeah, absolutely. So traditionally a mimosa, everybody has known it as orange juice with champagne. Yep. And there are many variations that now, but that is the origination. Um, so most likely a French champagne. And then uh, me and Mark were discussing, but um, of course you want to have a better champagne and a freshly squeezed orange juice if possible. Now I'm not going to get into the navel versus the regions of orange juice, um, but I do think that it's it's fascinating. And uh, Mark, you did mention to me, um, and maybe you can fill me in a little bit more, but Uh-oh. that it's named after a plant. Yes, yes. So, well, I, real quick too, I want to go back to what you're saying with sure. the ingredients because I mean, there's two ingredients, okay. right? So one kind of thinks, how can you mess that up? But if you get a low grade orange juice, you got a low grade champagne. You got a low grade mimosa. You can you can screw it up, so, right? But making it. Oh, I want to. Uh, you oh. you mentioned that to me. Oh, how to make it? Yeah, okay. yeah. We're all over the place. I love this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when making it, what I read is to make it properly, you add your champagne. Now, and you can do other sparkling wines, etc., mm-hmm. etc. But the tradition is champagne. You can put your. You're supposed to put the champagne in first, mm. and then the orange juice. And that's going to allow it to... So then you don't have to mix it. You don't mm. have to stir it. Because apparently if you do orange juice first... And actually, I think that kind of makes sense. Because one's heavier, one's lighter. Okay. So if you do the orange juice first, the champagne will tend to kind of more sit on the top. And then you got to kind of mix it. Whereas if you put the champagne in, then the orange juice goes in, kind of mixes. And then also kind of lifts and gives you a little bit of a, a champagne floater. Interesting. 
I, I think that's a lot fancier than anything I'm ever doing. <laughs> and when I make it, it just all kind of pours and blends. But if you were to like really, if you were to take your mimosa seriously, Andrew, oh, yeah. and, and you wanted to make it just right, that's how you would do it. I take it so seriously, Mark. I have abbreviated mimosas. I call it MIMS. <laughs> really? We're having MIMS. Absolutely. Sometimes I will. T- that's a text probably phrase. But yes, MIMS, question mark, like an excuse to have something at breakfast, which is brunch. <laughs> but still breakfast. Um, yeah, no, I, I have called it MIMS and I have a sub-community of friends that also refer to it as MIMS. Well, I, I'm I'm going to be part of your sub-community now and... and uh, I, I will start texting people mims with a question mark, and I hope that doesn't mean something else. It probably does, and I won't tell you. <laughs> and I'm going to get in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> but we did talk about how mimosas have become known as a brunch item, and I know we're a little all over the place, but you did mention a fun fact to me, and I, I want to share it with the audience, um, that Alfred Hitchcock might have been credited with appropriating mimosas and coordinating them with brunch because he would serve groups of peoples and actors at brunch mimosas. And he's, he's known as saying it was the hair of the dog. That's the, the lore folk tale that's out there. Yeah. And I just, I find that fascinating because growing up, I just thought it was a parent's excuse to, to get giggly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, right? No, no, apparently not. He, yeah, he popularized it because, I mean, if Alfred Hitchcock is doing it, why There's wouldn't you do wrong it, with right? it? And so then you need to have a mimosa at brunch. And, and, and I like... I, the hair of the dog thing kind of indicates I'm already coming in hungover, right? And so he's acknowledging, coming yeah, coming in hot, coming in hot <laughs> from last night, and I need something to kind of get me through this brunch, and yeah. and a mimosa could be the thing to do it. But back to that on the history, yes, um, he might have popularized it, but the word mimosa is not anything to do with the orange juice or the champagne. Yeah, yeah, so. Let's go. Let's dig into the history books here. Okay, okay. I'm I'm ready. My Britannica has been dusty. I'm gonna just wipe it off and get ready. <laughs> okay, if you have an Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica, I actually want to see that. Those things are awesome. It's called Woodkindling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's long gone. It's gone. Yes. You know, I wonder if there's any of those. There's got to be some still sitting around, but they're. Yeah. I mean, they're of no use anymore. But other than like, it would look cool on a bookshelf, or would you just look like really old? It depends. If you have the right motif or, or or environment in your home i think it would be totally acceptable um i always think of like a law library like mm-hmm. they, they would yes. still have all those books and there has to be somewhere in there a britannica still still around i mean off subject but probably why i drank too many mimosas in college um, <laughs> but i remember when britannica started to kind of exit I, I just recall that these newer ones that were condensed it was like the condensed version of an encyclopedia britannica and i mean mimosas were probably not in the britannica i don't know if a alcoholic drink variation was in britannica but uh i do remember that they tried to before the interwebs before the nets yeah uh, they tried to condense that mm-hmm. and it was and i remember my was probably my generation was maybe the last that you could still get the door-to-door people coming and selling you a book. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, now you've given up my source here for this information and data. I've dusted off the encyclopedia. No, we're a little more modern than that. But again, all of this too is like you know, I mean, like a lot of history around some of this stuff. You, you know, we kind of go with what's seems to collaborate. Co- oh yeah, collaborate. I can do that. I can say you've words. had a mimosa sip. I have had more than a mimosa <laughs> sip. 
Anyway, so we kind of going with what seems to be the most acknowledged history mm -hmm. here. So uh, apparently there was a drink called the Bucks Fizz, oh. uh, which came from, uh, it was like the Bucks Bar or something along those lines uh, in Paris. Uh, so it's called either the Bucks Fizz or Orange Champagne, mm. and that started around 1920s. Uh, prior to that, apparently, in Spain, they'd been, you know, drinking the bubbly with the orange juice for a while. Uh, I don't know if they had any things for it, but they're... They're trying to they're they're laying some claim pre nineteen twenty. Okay, nineteen twenty it kind of actually is documented as the Bucks Fizz. Uh, it wasn't a half and half at that point. I think it was mostly orange juice with a little bit of a topper oh. on it. Um, and then in nineteen thirty six, in the artistry of mixing drinks, the year I was born. Yeah, oh, God <laughs> no. <laughs> if you were born in thirty six, I made uh, you. Yeah. Anyways, by Frank Meyer. Uh, and he actually called it the mimosa. Hmm. Uh, he had been apparently a bartender at, I think it was the Ritz or something like that. Okay. And he was, and, th and that was, he was kind of pushing it. And the reason it was named a mimosa, and this is kind of what you're getting to, I think, yeah. all the way back is because there is a plant called the mimosa, which gets these really pretty bright yellow flowers. Hmm. And when you do the half and half mix as his recipe was, and, and you you know get it just right and if you look at them and kind of hold them in the light they have this really kind of a yellow bright pretty kind of yellow color to them similar to the mimosa flower it fascinates me because i just think of orange juice emphasis on the orange and then when you do look at your mimosa you notice yeah it's more yellow <laughs> yeah it's yellow and if you again if you get it i guess depending upon what you're putting in there you can get that brighter yellow so thus the name uh, mimosa um, and the mimosa, just out of fun fact stuff, uh, the mimosa flower, and I'm saying this because I think so, a lot of this actually kind of ties into the mimosa drink a little bit, hmm. but there's a lot of symbolism behind just the flower itself. It's, it's represented as the sun, hmm. secret love, <laughs> my only love, oh, oh, my. Uh, reunification, okay. uh, safety, gold, and victory of good over evil. Lovely, lovely thoughts. I just enjoy drinking them. Yes. Well, that, that's the flower <laughs> associated with all that. But again, you can kind of take that into, okay. you know, I mean, brunch with your, with your friends. significant other or friends. Ah, story time. Uh-oh. I have to interrupt. Uh-oh. You mentioned with your friends. Well, way back in college, not that long ago, <laughs> I found myself as one of the only persons that didn't want to play drunk kickball in the morning with beer. Okay. But an unfortunate event taking the bus to uh, Golden Gate Park in San Francisco was that I put my mimosa to go in a container that did not allow air to escape. And let's just say there might have been a mimosa sprayed on a bus that Andrew <laughs> then had to chug as fast as possible, though so it did not get all over the bus and Andrew could not continue his journey. This is a public bus. This is a public bus in San Francisco <laughs> heading to Drunk Kickball. Andrew prepped his mimosas, which should have just been throwing the bottle of orange juice and the champagne in a backpack. But instead... Andrew put it in a lovely Rubbermaid to go. And no, in, in no <laughs> way. You shake that up, the carbonation oh, starts God. doing its thing, and it, it exploded. And it exploded. It was a lovely day. I smelled of great champagne all day long. 
because I had so much money. No, it was Cook's crap <laughs> at, at Safeway that I bought on the way. But I just remember everybody else being like, why aren't you just drinking the beer from the keg that we dragged onto drunk kickball field in the park we weren't supposed to? Oh, but of course not. I'm Andrew. I must have something better. No, I just didn't enjoy beer at the time. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, yeah, you're bringing what you liked. You just... Should have done it a little a little better. But it makes me have these warm, emotive memories that I just love. And I will mention, the very first time that I realized I had a mimosa, because mm-hmm. I'm going to make you tell me about that, Mark. Uh-oh. I want to hear about your past. Okay. I just remember taking a sip of orange juice and thinking it was really gross. Hmm. And it was expired. Uh, expired orange juice. But I could see that if you're know. not expecting the champagne flavor. Did not expect. I don't think I was drinking at that point. I think I was a teenager. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember where I was, but I do remember being like, that is nasty orange juice. Must not be of the Florida variety. <laughs> no joke. No hate on Florida. Had to throw it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I, I, I mean, that's. I just remember that was the first time I understood what a mimosa was. Yeah. And, but Mark, what about you? You know, I, I don't have any great stories around them. I uh, it's it was probably five ish, six ish years ago or okay. so. Uh, it was with Katie, hmm. of course, and I, we were going out to brunch with friends, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, of course, brunch with friends. And I'd done brunch before, but I'd never, yeah, I hadn't been a drinker, hmm. as people who listen know. And uh, so a lot of people were drinking Bloody Marys and stuff, and that was a bit much for me hmm. uh, at the time. But I'm like, you know what, I. I you know, again, I, this can be one of the five times a year I have a drink. So I'm going to get on board and I'm going to try this mimosa because everybody mm. says they're so good. And it was good. Mm. But I think like you um, being not a drinker, yeah. right? Yeah, you get the orange juice, but then that, that champagne. It cha- now, now, I mean, we're chugging these things. I know. <laughs> Already. But um, at the time, it was just like, oh, just I'd probably rather have orange juice. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's, and I think it's just that champagne. It gives it again something. If you're expecting it and or like it, you're gonna love it. If you're not, not so much. Yeah. Speaking of Katie and mimosas, Uh-oh. I will say my first discovery of the anti-mimosa joke, the variation of mimosa, which I know we want to get to, but it reminded me was we had a tradition at work on Fridays that somebody had a reason to bring mimosas on Friday to celebrate. That could have been a closing of a candidate. That could have been a big sales goal. Could have been somebody getting married in the office. But then the word Bellini came into my life. Yes. And that was the first time I had ever heard of a Bellini. But people associated mimosa directly with a Bellini, but they are not the same. They are not. So to talk, talk Bellini. Yeah. So Bellinis, which are also a sparkly alcohol... Mixed with a juice, mm-hmm. but it happens to actually be a peach flavor. So a peach puree is the most traditional um, using in the drink, but then using prosecco of the Italian, hence prosecco. Um, but yes, it, and then Bellini. Bellini. It prosecco. makes sense. It I makes shouldn't total. do the accent. I know. I'm more <laughs> you chef YRD. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, and, and everybody talks about mimosas, but this Bellini flavor came into my life, and it was like now there's a choice, and ah. if I go to a brunch. I now expect there will be a Bellini variety. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there better be, right? But yes, yeah, so it traditionally, you know, a mimosa being champagne, a Bellini being Prosecco. 
I will not discriminate if all you have is the puree just to give it to me. And also, I will use just straight peach juice. I do not need a puree. Yes, although they, they are good. Well, let's let's talk some variations then while, sure. while we're here. So there's several different variations upon the, the traditional mimosa. Um, again, traditionally, it's the half and half, but some people will be two-thirds and a third. You know, I mean, if you like your champagne and or you're going for the buzz you you pour the champagne a little heavier <laughs> if you like the orange juice and you're trying to like day drink and and make it through the rest of your day then you might you're probably mixing more orange juice but that said um there is you can put a and not all these have names but some of these are fun so uh let's these are let's go with these, these are just kind of different variations so mm. there is a you can put a splash of Grand Marnier in there, mm, lovely. which would be good. I mean, it's an orange liqueur. We'll have to do an episode on that one day because yeah. that's like, it's good. Oh, it makes margaritas next level. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you can add vodka or whiskey. Uh, and, yeah, and I guess, again, maybe if you're going for a little bit more punch, mm. you know, you want it to get a little bit more out of it. Um, you can add peach or strawberry puree mm. Down and put a little, put a little that on the bottom, and I can see again, sweeten it up, make it, make it fun. You can add some chopped fruit. Uh, I'm you, feeling designer now, mm. right? Yes, design. Mm. And you can use other juices. Again, traditionally, it's going to be a citrus juice of some sort, oh, okay. orange juice for a mimosa. But if you wanted to do a peach juice, I guess technically you're now in Bellini. Interesting. Adjacent, very adjacent at that point, depending on whether it's prosecco or champagne. But anyway, so you can use other juices. Some of the other juices have names. So if you put in cranberry juice, it is a poinsettia. (laughs) The holidays are coming. Right? And that's a good holiday one. Uh, If you put in pineapple, it is the solier. Solier? Aloha. Aloha. Uh, If you put in lemonade, it is the lemosa. Now we can make something good out of it. Right? And then I just kind of like the name, a megmosa. Whoa. Explain. Grapefruit juice. Oh, well, that's too healthy here. <laughs> it is healthy, and it is kind of like I, I, the Meg, because, I mean, grape juice is a very powerful yeah. flavor, so I can see it kind of takes it next yeah. level. And then two of my favorites, mm. uh, you can have a blushing mimosa. Oh, <laughs> oh my. And you just add a little grenadine. Ah, as well. Which makes it a little redder, blush, mm. gives it that blush, and also that a little more sugary, sweet ah. flavor, I think, which I would, li- I, I would like, I do like. And then perhaps my favorite of all, the bottomless. How could you? <laughs> Which actually, I guess it's, well, not quite what we're having today. Although with as, as much as we're downing, bottomless, of course, is obviously they just keep coming by and refilling your cup. Um, sadly, most places you're not getting the best mimosas if yeah. they're bottomless. But I've had been a place or two where they're good quality mimosas and they're bottomless. And you go there for brunch and you just stay all day <laughs> but this but this culture of brunch is mimosa and mm. this mimosa culture is brunch and what i really mean by that is there are some brunches now that when you sign up for your full service buffet brunch it includes the bottomless mimosa and they're hand in hand it wouldn't almost be able to be called a brunch if the mimosa wasn't attached to it yeah and, and again like learning later in life that this was such a thing uh, going to a traditional Mexican restaurant locally in Santa Clara, I went to Pedro's, and oh my goodness, they have this beautiful brunch spread. You have to, you know, it's at least thirty dollars, so it's it's a good investment. <laughs> but then you know you're getting the mimosa included. Now, do they have mimosas? Do they do any kind of a? a... 
I don't recall. Variation? I don't recall, and so I don't want to speak for Tequila, because I didn't see Sign that listed, up. but a little tequila in there, Sign that would up. be good. Tequila Sunrise tequila. is where I'm going with it. Oh, Tequila Sunrise? Because okay. it's orange juice. But but then you put in a little champagne a little and sparkle. Yeah, you got to get that little bubbly. What, what would you... Okay, we uh, that may exist. There may already be a name, but if not, what would, what would, what would we name that? It would have to be Sunrise, Sparkly Sunrise. Mimosa Sunrise? Oh, a mimosa sunrise. Because, I mean, the flowers, this yellow flower, and it's the sun, and there's sun. Or you could just call it a sunflower instead of mimosa. I don't know. I'm just making it up. But Oh, I, you know what? I like sunflower, okay. and I like mimosa sunrise. Twisted sunflower. <laughs> <laughs> a sunflower rise. No, that's too much. Sunrise. You could call a it a sunrise. sunrise because it's morning and brunch. Oh, so you're a sunrise. The sunrise. Okay, we have a name. It is the sunrise. Tequila. Sunrise. <laughs> uh, so tequila, champagne, orange juice. We've now trademarked it officially. It's probably already been done. <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> well, they didn't name it. As Better well. get the Google machine out. There you go. But absolutely. I, I So many variations of mimosas, but the culture is kind of what I resonates with me. I don't remember this before the last, I don't know, eight years. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I just don't. And mimosas have their own culture. Yes. Or place in culture is really what and, I And I'd agree with that. I mean, I, you know, I, you don't hear brunch and not mimosas. And if I've, yeah. I, you know, and I don't always drink a mimosa, but that said, if I go to brunch and there's not a mimosa mm-hmm. on the menu, I'm questioning where I am. As you should, sir. As <laughs> you should. I will. The only other thing that does pop into my mind about this and the culture is I used to associate mimosas with a brunch specifically for Easter and not to be religious, mm. but I, but I just remember that it was a celebratory, an not Easter that it brunch. Is, but an Easter brunch. That's when a mimosa was served. It wasn't just every brunch. It was like a special, but that was just my memory growing up. Well, and now I'm thinking maybe doing this wrong um, <laughs> because you know, on Thanksgiving, there is some kind of a brunch-ish kind of a thing, like oh, a little okay. pre-meal. I mean, we don't do you don't do a big meal, but you okay. kind of do something because you know you got to hold over until the Are meal. You which to have we a drunk turkey eat early. <laughs> oh, a drunk turkey! That, there you go. Um, no, but I'm just thinking maybe mimosas need to be part of the pre-Thanksgiving ritual. Sign me up. This will be a, this will come out after Thanksgiving, um, but it, it's uh, that may need to happen between the turkey and the mimosa bubbles. I would be the sleepiest person on Thanksgiving day <laughs> if I started with mimosa brunch on Thanksgiving and led into a turkey afternoon. Yeah. Well, and I did have a good friend, though, who did say, if you don't start in the morning, you can't drink all day. <laughs> and mimosas are the great way to kind of make that happen. And, and we may need to do that. Um, so I don't know. Okay, that, that's a conversation that needs to be had. We're going to talk a couple other quick things in mimosas. One of the things I want to mention, which gets to your mm. story of your pre-mixed mimosas that exploded that's upon the bus. That's lovely. Um, you can pre-mix. Hmm. Like, say you've got a big party coming. Okay. You can pre-mix your mimosa. However, they generally recommend uh, you keep it cold. You start okay. cold and keep it cold. And that you really do it like at, at the last minute you know what i mean like right before the party starts or something like that is when you want to do it and that's just because you lose a lot of the bubbles from the champagne uh, if you pre-mix i also would recommend against apparently putting it in some kind of rubber or tupperware yes, yes absolutely mark you must have heard that somewhere <laughs> i'm just saying i'm i'm just thinking off the top of my head i would probably not like seal it air seal it after you pre-mix it um, oh my goodness and then learning you- 
learning <laughs> the hard way. Yes. Although I'm learning the hard way through you, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. And then also, I think the other thing we want to talk about mimosas before we talk a couple other fun things is uh, mimosa, National Mimosa Day. Yeah. Who knew? So May 16th is National Mimosa Day. I have to ask, other than consuming mimosas, is there a celebratory element? Does there need to be anything other than drinking mimosas? Is there a mimosa flag? Oh. Do I need to go to a an event? Is there a parade for Mimosa Day is what I need to know. There probably should be, because <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. But no, none that I know of. Okay. Uh, I just know that that's on, that apparently it's on the calendar and... You should not confuse this, apparently. Don't confuse Mimosa Day with Croatian oh. Mimosa Day. Oh. Because what? Croatian Mimosa Day is to raise awareness of cervical cancer oh. and the importance of getting a pap smear. So is that before or after the pap smear that I get the mimosa? Uh, well, I, I guess I think, well, actually, I don't know. Maybe I'm you have a mimosa that. and go get your pap smear. I don't know. They're, but again, the mimosa, they're using the mimosa plant as their symbol ah, and they're calling it mimosa day. So if you're in Croatia and it's mimosa day, you may want to be a little careful of, of how your ling- your language and lingo and say, man, I need to get me a mimosa or I don't know, something like that, because you may end up getting a pap smear. And all due respect to anybody who's ever had horrible diagnosis of cancer, in no way are we joking. But what a great way to bring, use a name that is well known, you know, nationally um, here, but then in Croatia, it has a totally different meaning and they can appropriate it that way. And I, I think that's awesome. Definitely. I love when symbols take things further. Yes. And it was a fun, light way, I think, to kind of connect the two. Mm. And also mention, you should probably get a pap smear. If you're just because female, yeah, or I guess if you're male too, and you're really into that, <laughs> if you're bored, yeah. had too many mimosas, yeah, right? There you go, one too many mimosas, and that can happen. Now well, that was a fun fact, Mark, because I will not go to Croatia and confuse it now. Good, good, because that wrong. that would that could be a, a messy, messy. Um, so there, wait, is there somebody at the door? Is there? Oh, hello, mm. Julia. Oh, uh, she returns. Julia, how have you? Oh, I'm still dead. Dear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was horrible. No, Julia, child, we're speaking of, queen of all things consumable. That's freshly made up. Um, actually, had like her it, own though. variation of mimosa, but no, it wasn't alcohol. It was, of course, a French salad topper called mimosa. And what was it, Julia? Ooh, it's where you take a hard-boiled egg yolk and force it through a sieve. Now, in English, that was taking a hard-boiled egg yolk (laughs) and forcing it through a sieve to create this mimosa salad topper. And that was her way of maybe incorporating the word mimosa, but a French salad. Well, it would be yellow. Yeah, it would be yellow. It would be French. Champagne. Champagne. Mimosa. It went with it. I would like to have the mimosas with the mimosa salad topper because it sounds lovely. Um, egg yolk is always tasty, in my opinion. I mean, not healthy. Not healthy, but tasty. But tasty. I will agree with that. And mimosas are always tasty. tasty. <laughs> I, and I have actually had, now, now, now we're associated with salads, a mimosa like vinaigrette dressing. Mm. Those are good. That citrus base and that mm, that very fresh. That's kind of what I would consider a morning salad or a brunch-worthy salad, even. 
Yes. I would, I no, see. no, no. I, my, my hesitation there was, if I'm going for brunch, I'm not having salad. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I like that mix of green sometimes with brunch. I, that's just me. No. See, I'm like, give me the sweet stuff. Give me the, well, and the okay. savory stuff. So, I mean, there, there needs to be, well, again, this isn't the healthy thing, but, you know, the cinnamon rolls and the sausages Ooh. and the bacon and the So no pancakes. spinach in your omelet? Uh, so you can put spinach <laughs> in the omelet. That's fine as long as there's an omelet. <laughs> um, you know, that, you know. So I'm thinking brunch. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. But Julia is not the only worldly one. Um, oh, uh, Julia might have said it is a French salad topper, but I just have to say I would put it on any salad. It, I don't know. Maybe there's a connection in my head with Easter and deviled eggs and egg yolks and mimosa. Or maybe this is just the mimosa talking. <laughs> but I feel there's a connection there. And I'm not sure. Well, I'm not with sure you. Well, we is. can tie all that together. I'm with <laughs> you. I, I, we'll, we'll do it. Okay. So since the census is coming out, we, we're, we're kind of uh, people. This is New Year's-ish. This is mm-hmm. coming out. Um, and so people are going to have champagne, yes. which they may want to have some mimosas. They may have... Gasp! Leftover champagne. Oh! I, what do you do? So there's several other champagne-related drinks worthy of kind of I think mention. So bringing it back to uh, the Grand Mar- Grand Marnier, mm. I, can, I can never pronounce Grand that. Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier. There is a Grand Royal, mm. which is four part champagne, one part Grand Marnier. Okay. That could be good. It's Lovely. kind of. Mimosa-esque, but mm. all alcohol. <laughs> so let's let's get rid of anything that's not alcohol yep. and, and make it good. There is a bourbon punch. Ooh. Yeah, which sounds kind of good. A little bourbon, a little sugar, a little citrus juice, a little tea. Um, oh. Yeah. And then a little champagne. So it's kind oh. of like a maybe maybe a champagne version of a Long Island iced tea oh. or something. I don't know. Sign me up. That's your bourbon brunch or bourbon bourbon punch. Ah. But at bourbon brunch. You could have a mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> That's actually a good name. Yeah. Of a, I, I, I might have to have a party called the Bourbon Brunch. Bourbon Brunch. And then, you know what? We need to have several parties. And we need to have another one with the Sunrise. No. What do we call it? Do we call it a tequila Sunrise? Tequila Sunrise. Well, no. There was the Tequila Sunrise. And then there was... What was the one with the champagne and the tequila and the... Now I forgot Oh, we lost it. Okay. Well, we'll go back and listen. We'll find it. Anyway, here's a fun one that I just actually recently learned on on another podcast mm. recently recorded on absinthe, which Ooh. will be coming out soon. But death in the afternoon. This was uh, created apparently by Ernest Hemingway, and it's named after one of his stories or books. And it is uh, champagne and absinthe, mm. uh, which is you know would be yummy, I think. There is if you're into Star Wars, and this actually has nothing to do with Star Wars other than the name. <laughs> There's the B2C2. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> right? Uh, it's just brandy, benedictine, contrao, contro, 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 and champagne. Mm. So you have two Bs, a brandy and a benedictine. Benedictine, am I saying that right? I don't know that one. Okay, I'm that probably saying that wrong, let's be honest. Uh, and then you have the two Cs, the contro and the champagne. Mm. So your B2C2. You bring it back to Katie, one of her favorites. The French 75. Lovely. I'm so glad you brought it up. We're back to French. No, not really. But <laughs> I remember having my very first one and being like, this is different. Yeah. And 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 I enjoy them. So it's it's two ounces of gin, mm. a little sugar, like maybe a teaspoon or so of sugar, a little bit of lemon juice, and then champagne. 
So it's it's ginny, lemony, champagne. Hmm. So that those are good. A black velvet, which I'm mentioning just Ooh. because of the name. <laughs> I'm not sure how it would taste, but it's apparently half Guinness oh. uh, and half champagne. Fascinating. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then uh, two fun ones because we are in the end of, but the holiday season here. Mm-hmm. So there is a winter wonder, <laughs> which is uh, uh, three quarters of an ounce of blue caraco, caraco, caraco. Oh. Caraco, I would Caraco. say. Caraco, yeah. And that's a blue liqueur. Huh. Um, a quarter ounce of grenadine. You shake them together, and then you pour in the champagne, and it, it makes this blue, bubbly, fun-looking drink. Very winter-esque, apparently. Hmm. And then this is my favorite, and I'm going to have to find some way to make this. And honestly, I don't know how it sounds in flavor-wise, hmm. but I just like the concept. So you melt some chocolate chips... I'm with you so far. <laughs> you dip the rim of the cup in it. Lovely. You roll the rim of that in some crushed candy cane. Hmm. Put it in the fridge. Let it cool and sit solid. So the rim of the glass is chocolate and candy cane. Okay. And then you pour in four ounces of champagne to one ounce of peppermint vodka. And that is your candy cane lane. It's a lovely thought. I'm going to call it Santa's Secret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just renaming the drinks now. <laughs> Santa's secret. I don't. That sounds a little like you got to come up with something better. Something like okay. a little, little dirty. If you're going to do Santa's secret, I don't know how you do like a, like a dirty holiday cocktail. Oh, he's thinking the wheels are turning. Are we going to come up with it on the spot? I might have to say, Mrs. Claus, the morning after. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, she was up waiting for Santa all night. <laughs> That's another good drink name, though, <laughs> Mrs. Claus. The morning after, there's got to be something to that. Okay, we got we okay. We'll we got to develop some recipes here just based on the name. So, but that's all I kind of have there. Is there anything else you want to share on on mimosas and? The only other comment I, that does come to my brain is, and I've decided this personally. I don't always identify with a millennial version, but I feel the mimosa generation of 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 mine was the pre avocado toast generation. But you can have avocado toast and a mimosa. But there's no point, Mark, because then you don't enjoy your mimosa. No, I'm just kidding. I just I feel like these these trends go on, and I feel like mimosa has been this big brunch thing, and then and then avocado toast, and I'm just sick of hearing about avocado toast. Okay, I just declaration. I got I got to counter that because I love me some avocado toast. But I, I would had eat it before. It, all it was a day. thing. It was just. Well, yes, it is everywhere, and that is a little annoying. I will give you that. It's a little much, and then and the way they fancy them up sometimes, it's it's a little too much. So that I will give you, but you don't take my avocado toast away from what me. What I was my comment <laughs> okay. though really is just that I feel the mimosa culture was the, before the avocado toast culture, and I feel the avocado toast culture needs to die out, and I want mimosas <laughs> to rise up, rise again, rise again, mimosas. <laughs> well, actually, I I don't know if. They they've fully gone away that will be interesting to see because they have lasted i mean several generations here i mean we talked to created in the 1920s uh hitchcock hitchcock popularized it yeah 50s and 60s somewhere in there and and they're still going strong as far as i'm concerned that's true but you do hear less about them i think in in the younger generation that's just because they've yet to discover how amazing they are and no shout out there is a local restaurant named mimosas Yes. In our research, we found 
there is a restaurant. But no, no correlation. We don't have sponsorship. No. But we'll take it. <laughs> but yes, I, it, they are in popular culture. They yeah. have their place. Yeah, and ask around. If you don't know where there's a good place, I mean, somebody, I guarantee you, knows. And I've asked around, you know, when you get someplace, ask people who know. Is there, where's a good brunch place mm. or a good mimosa place? And they're usually the same. And they'll tell you where to go get the good mimosas. So seek them out. They are there. They I'm exist. sipping one right now. That's right. I am sipping one too. Uh, we should we should probably uh, <laughs> on that head out and and, we'll and have to finish, finish sipping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, theunsophisticatedpalette.com. If you want to subscribe, tell your friends, uh, that helps. That's awesome. We want to get the word out there and get more people drinking mimosas and eating less avocado toast, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. It is really good. And I'm not going to pound a mimosa, so that's going to sit there for a little while. (laughs) We're going to keep drinking. It's lovely.